It's time for Um Hello, a Jersey Shore Recap Podcast. Um Hello. Um Hello to you. We're back. We are back. Welcome back to Um Hello, your Jersey Shore episode by episode recap podcast. And I'm your host, G Wow. And I'm Angel, but you can call me Cookie. Together we're Cookie and G Wow. This is season three, the best season, episode two. It's called It's Gonna Be an Interesting Summer. Long episode title. Well, you know what? It's not wrong, though. It's an interesting summer. It is an interesting summer. And for those who are watching, on Patreon, on YouTube, if you're patient. I have the note as my shirt, Sam, the first night at bed, Ron made out with two girls, blah, 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 blah. And that's because the note has not really left us, has it? Oh, no. The note physically is not present, but spiritually is present. The it's, an, the it's like, on. like the vibrations of <laughs> the note was like the big bang. And it's like <laughs> the vibrations are still rippling through the universe. Uh, the note is very much still affecting their relationships with each other. And I'm so glad you have that shirt on. <laughs> it's so good. And the note, like, yeah, it's it's caused as much drama last season as it's, you know, swinging around this season. And we come right back in with Sam and JWoww swinging at each other. Well, and because that's what the first fight was sort of about, was a kind of loosely was about it. Well, it didn't start being about the note, but it became about the note because yeah. it became about everyone telling Ron and Sam, you guys are assholes for being together. Someone even says ding, 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 round two. And that's <laughs> even more. I've said this last time in last episode, like it's a continuation from last season. Like this drama is just as fresh as it was season two. They've really had no time away from it. And so that's why, yeah, it's like a round two fight, even though it's a whole new season. Well, and then, so after the physical altercation is broken up, it kind of goes back to just Snooki screaming at Sam a little bit. And yeah. she's just straight up saying, how could you be with him after he cheated on you like that and humiliated yep. you? Yeah, like, what are you thinking? And she's right. Like, they have tried. It's pretty awkward with Ron and everybody. Like, I don't know what the right answer is, but everyone's like, oh, it's, it's uncomfy. Well, this is something that I've thought about since last time we spoke which is that there is a being cheated on already is really painful yeah but to be cheated on so publicly and to have the person cheat on you almost in a way to humiliate you takes it to yeah. a whole nother level like to have and then everybody be, knows exactly that's why like we can criticize sam for her being off this season and as a viewer it sucks to watch her that way but i completely yeah. understand why she's not emotionally correct because her boyfriend cheated on her in front of, in, in a nightclub in front of cameras and all her roommates and nobody said anything for weeks they just let right. her not know and i understand their perspective as well of not wanting to meddle but like that's kind of fucked up no i really do feel for sam it, it is really fucked I, I wouldn't even know what to think and i feel like the whole time she's there i feel like she's just on defense mode and like it's definitely this fight or flight, all defense mechanisms, you know, at the ready. So it's hard to like, it's hard because on one hand, I'm like, but you handled everything so bad. And then on the other hand, I'm like, but they set you up for failure. Of course you did. Like, poor right. Sam. Well, Snooki and Dina are just like, well, fuck the fight. Everyone's go. Everyone goes to bed except for Nicole and Dina who are like, let's just make more drinks and goof around until it's bedtime. Well, that's what I love about the meatballs is that they could go from fight mode back to party mode in a second and i love people like that because sometimes you're at a party or you're having a good night and things get a little tense 
Right. And I hate people that let it ruin the whole night. Like, just like let it fizzle away and just have fun again. Who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah. And I, uh, one of the other things that Dina um, and Snooki had mentioned on the Meatball Pod, and because at this time I've only listened to the first episode of the Meatball Pod, but one of the things that they said on there was that they didn't really have like any bedtime. So like they could stay up late, they could do whatever, but oftentimes they got woken up uh, at like eight or 9 a.m. to do their confessionals and they called them mm. interviews. But when they got woken up, early my 30 my year old tired ass brain is like then why would you want to stay up when everyone else is going to bed knowing they're going to wake you your ass up early but i do feel like that makes sense for why they look a little rough in some confessionals or like right. a little drunk because like they might either still be from the night before or they like got woken up or hung over and trying to make themselves look okay and make some you know statements about what happened the night before that they probably don't even remember yet and that's a big difference between this show and a lot of other reality shows. Because if you look at other, you know, super popular shows like The Kardashians, which obviously that's a very different vibe. But like on The Kardashians yeah. in confessional, they're like completely like Instagram glam filter. Right. Even like out. housewives like, and stuff are like that. You know, the housewives as well. Yeah. Like the it's all it's kind of blurry. So they look like old Hollywood, like these almost like goddesses, like they're like perfect specimens. And on Jersey Shore, they're rolled out of bed, greasy hair makeup smudged from last night and i kind of like that about it it's more real one of the things i think that's interesting is that there's a lot of conversation happening right now about reality tv stars and whether or not like uh employee rules apply to them and specifically some love is blind cast has come out saying like netflix hasn't been totally ethical in the way they were treating their cast members and they were saying like well they're contracted employees so they don't have to like have some of the legal protections that especially in california you would have to like as in giving them proper sleep time rest time off time break time like there are a lot of rules i, I work in hr so i actually know like a lot about this and when it's watching jersey shore like it's so interesting how there was just really no rule book for the working world of reality contestants and so there was nothing protecting them from having to film until midnight, 2 a.m., and then production waking them up at 8 a.m. Like, that should be illegal. You're not allowing them to have a full eight-night sleep. That's going to then lead to sleep deprivation, and you're sending them to work, and it's, like, hostile working conditions in a way, but they didn't have the way to, like, stick up for themselves yet. I almost feel like that was the point, like, to work them day in and day out and not let them sleep creates as a producer tactic it's a producer tactic to get them on edge to get them irritated and groggy and not fully aware like to make dumb choices and do and you know fight with each other um and that's sort of what separates this genre of reality show from every other reality show which yeah. is why i think this is probably the most toxic kind of show to film which is and i've said this before i love a bunch of 20 somethings in a house just drinking and partying shows like the real world bad girls club these kind of shows are probably the worst to film because if you look at like competition shows they film for the day and then they go back to a hotel room and have yeah. a break like yeah. drag race or something or even like the kardashians or the housewives they're business right. women so they have more control they're a lot of the times they're producers but with, with, with like with jersey shore they were just beholden to whatever like to 24-hour filming no breaks yep. no chance to catch your breath and that i can't even imagine and anytime that like they're laying in bed it's like you're being boring but anyway all that to say i can't believe that they just decided let's just stay up later knowing that we could get woken up at 8 a.m to do confessional that's so. what alcohol does to your brain though because 
you know, have you have you been there where like you have to work at seven? Yeah, it's a fuck it mentality. And it's like two thirty, and you're like, fuck it, one more drink. Yeah, exactly. I don't recommend it. No. Oh God, I I like the flashbacks of like going to work, kind of still drunk a little. (sighs) And then you get oh no. (laughs) Well, they wake up the next morning, and the guys all want to go to the gym. Sam goes with them and the girls all go tanning because, yeah, there's just clearly still a division in the house. And at the gym, you could see Sam does it. Like, she'd rather not be there, but she feels she has nowhere else to go because she's sort of yeah. following Ron around, like, walking on the treadmill, but not really working out. Like, she, the poor girl has nowhere to go. I feel like she doesn't know what to do with herself at all in this moment. And, like, after their days of, you know, GTLing, they all come back to the house and like the, the roommates are getting ready to go out and you kind of see Sam be like, are we going? And I feel like mm. she wants to probably just more to have something to do than anything else, but they decide to stay home. We've talked about before how the timeline is sort of weird. It was morning and then almost immediately it was night and ready to get ready for karma. The, the editing is yep. so quick, but but yeah, now it's nighttime and all of a sudden it's time to get ready for karma. Did Ron and Sam stay home? I can't remember that. Did they? Yeah, they stayed home. They didn't go to Karma. Oh, yeah, and it's like right. their first night out. Like, I mean, they. I mean, they, I don't even think they drank at the house last night. Not that they have to every night, but like they're just they're just choosing to do like nothing. Yeah. Well, the 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 Karma night was sort of uneventful. The most exciting thing that happened was, uh, Polly and Vinny had a little bit of a stalker. I feel like it was more Vinny stalker. Like, I feel yeah. like she was into Vinny. It was, I don't understand those girls. Like, after they've already told you, like, you're being weird, leave alone. Like, don't you feel embarrassed and like, run away? But they well, the still end up thing- with an okay night. Well, the craziest thing is that Vinny confronted her and was like, you need to stop following us. And she says, yeah, he's like, watch, you're going to follow me again. Watch. Well, she says, she goes, I'm not following you. Why would I be following you? I'm not following you. And so then he she walks says, away. The funny thing <laughs> is, I'm not following you. The funny thing is, girl, you were. Well, then he walks away and she follows him again. No shame. No shame in her game. And I kind of respect that. (laughs) She's not embarrassed. I I think it's a little weird. But like, you know, you got on TV, girl. So get it, you know? Yeah. And the guys are like really getting some game after that. Like Vinny's three-way kissing, getting neck kisses. They're having like a good night at Karma once she leaves them alone. Yeah, the boys had a good time. Well, actually, everyone had a good time. It just seemed like a chill, fun night. And I think part of that is yeah. because Ron and Sam weren't there. It seemed like good fun. Like Snooky's like hiding in the bush. And they're like, what are you doing, Matt? But it's all like fun nonsense rather than, yeah, yeah actual drama. So it's nice. That's why I said. It's sort of uneventful. Uh, it would have been fun for them, but nothing super exciting happens. And they go home. And you've said this before. A lot of times the club nights are really just, they get it over with as just a setup for the once they get home because that's always where the good stuff is right after the club is always the best on this show yeah so i think Wow and snooki leave first and they well they get home first at least and jenny goes to call tom who is a little pussy ass bitch and like will not even like say words to her until it's like Okay, happy anniversary, by the way. And I just am like, ugh, I'm like, this is probably problematic for me to say, but it's like, what are you, a girl? Get the <laughs> fuck over yourself. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's like, who? That's such a that's such a girlfriend it move is, to be it's like a very role reversal. Oh, really? Thing, well, yeah. thanks for remembering our anniversary, <laughs> by the way. And it's like, I don't also like the like the the um the couples games, the relationship games of like seeing if the other person remembered things. Like right. 
I, I'm here like a week before our anniversary being like, oh, our anniversary is next week. Don't forget. Yeah, like, exactly. I don't want to play games like that. If I remembered, like, I might, for, I don't know. I'm also forgetful. So I would never hold it against somebody for what? Not keeping an accurate calendar? Like, what are you mad right. for? Well, and I wonder, was it their anniversary the day before? Or is it now their anniversary because it's crossed over to midnight? Because if that's the case, then give her a goddamn minute. Let her wake up the next day. If that's the case, Cookie, that he's even more of a little bitch. That's what I wonder, because they must have got <gasps> home really late. So I'm wondering, like, is it like, a, oh, now that it's midnight, it's her anniversary? Because if that's the case, fuck you. She, Yo, I didn't second. even think about that, but you're right. If that's the case, Ew. I don't know. I, I at least hope that it was like the end of the day and she hadn't said it all day for him right. to have that much attitude. If it was yeah. the hour that the day started. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? That's like the people. I that hope not. Like, well, that's like the people that wait on their birthdays until like 1 a.m. And they'll be like, wow, it's my birthday. And no one said anything to me yet. Wait, OK, so I did that as a joke with my friends. Actually, it was so it, it was totally a joke, though. We were we were in Vegas and this was after this was like day three of Vegas. And we were like in my my hotel room, just like watching TV. I think we were like smoking or whatever. And it, I, I didn't even realize it was after midnight. I looked down and it was like 1231. And I just sat up and I was I turned to my girlfriend, and my best friend. And I was like. <laughs> Don't you guys have anything to say to me? And they were both like, oh, happy birthday. But I was totally, I was not serious. I was like laughing, joking. Like I hadn't even noticed that it entered my birthday. But I love that joke of like, excuse me. What's funny when it's a joke, but there are people who are really like that. And I saw a TikTok oh, fully. meme. I saw a TikTok meme the other day and it was so true. It was like, hey, late 20s and early 30 year olds. Do you have those old high school friends that still act like they're in high school? And we'll be like, only oh got five birthday wishes. Guess nobody cares about me. Like you're an adult. Stop. I can't make my birthday like that important. Like, unless no. my girlfriend fully did like nothing for my birthday. I don't, I don't, I'm not, it's not that serious. Ugh, I, I actually hate my birthday, but that's a, we're off so off topic. All um, right. Going back to the night out. So Dina actually stayed out with the boys, which I think was a good move on her part to also like show them like, I'm a fun time in a way that Angelina wasn't. Not that I think right. like Dina's trying to go and being like, I'm not Angelina, but I feel like she did kind of get off on like a weird foot the first night. And then this next night, she's like, no, I'm going to stay out, do my thing, have a good time. And then they do eventually all come back together from there. And Dean, I will say Tina keeps herself composed. She's not too mm -hmm. drunk. She's maintaining herself, which is good. You got you can't do that twice in a row. At some point, she's like reflecting on the night, I think. And she was like, I was a walking holiday tonight. And I'm like, you know what, Tina, you were. You were. Good job. I love the way she talks in catchphrases. See, that's why the show is so iconic, because they all talk in catchphrases, but not on purpose. Like some right. people on reality shows will be like, they'll say shit to print on a T-shirt. And that's what the Jersey Shore cast does. But they do it earnestly. They're not trying to make phrases. They just talk in catchphrases. I absolutely love it. Um, now, one thing I don't love, and this is very reminiscent of last season, like there was even an episode called Deja Vu last season, where because I feel like this is a common occurrence. Vinny is walking down the street with a girl. He's holding this girl's hand. But then Mike is like kind of being weird and like touching the girl. And he's very much trying to like steal him. And he's making a joke about like, oh, you stay on your side. Like we're going to have a threesome. But I'm like, this girl was with Vinny. What do you get off of her? Right. And he has this weird thing about him where he assumes that any hot girl in his vicinity belongs to him. Thank you so much for acknowledging that, because the whole time I'm like, I don't think this girl wants to fuck you. dude. Like, she wants Vinny. Let her go. My God. She's almost, she's almost kind of like because Vinny and her go into the smush room and like lock Mike out. And she's almost power kind of, move. Well, she's almost kind of laughing at Mike because it's like 
she doesn't want you. Why are you acting like yeah. it's an option? It's not an option for you, Mike. It makes Mike look so fucking dumb when he's on the other <laughs> side of the room. Like, hey, you guys let me in. I want to fuck too. Come on, let me get my dick wet. I'm like, go it's embarrassing. Go and downstairs. It, and it's it's funny because now we're on season three. So the original show was six seasons. So we're now halfway through the original run almost. <gasps> and still, Mike probably has the worst track record out of all the guys. Well, other than Ronnie, but but he, he dates Sam. So between right. Polly, Vinny, and Mike, I think Mike has the worst track record, but has the biggest ego. And he thinks he's the hottest shit in the house, but he never brings home girls. No, I, I feel him. No, it's it's true. It's so weird. Like it's just his his record is not good. Oh. I give Vinny so much credit though for just being like coming here and locking the door. Like good for fucking him for being like I'm not doing this again this season, bro. Like I'm not doing it. Lock the door. We're getting and he even he's like go give us five minutes. Like Vinny's like get out. Like no, I love it. I can't it. believe I didn't know this mushroom had a lock on it on a reality production. Maybe that's maybe that's new, but that was a brilliant addition to the house because the situation needed that. Now, here's <laughs> the thing though, if he really wanted to have sex, Dina kind of offered herself up to him and maybe he didn't like know if she was joking or if maybe he's actually just not interested in Dina. Maybe he thinks that like sleeping with cast members is messy like after everything that's happened so far, but like Dina does kind of offer herself up and he's just like eh, and doesn't really uh like bite. I agree. I couldn't get a read on that, whether he didn't feel it was appropriate or if he just didn't want her. Um, but it, it, I don't know. I, I don't think he's attracted to her, though, honestly. Just for Dina's sake, like, Dina, why are you attracted to Mike? Like, girl, you can, like. Well, on. I feel like that was very her type, though, like tall, muscular. Well, in the first those. episode, she said she was kind of into Ronnie. That just, like, wasn't an option. But, like, Ronnie would be more mm. her type. I feel like she's not in. I feel like she's into Mike by default in a way, but may, I don't know. Maybe I'm reaching. I don't know, but she certainly has. She's certainly not as interested in Polly or Vinny. She she has a thing for Mike going on. Yep. With that being said, should we take a little break? We should. All right, we'll be right back. Can't get enough of um hello. Never. <laughs> well, check us out on social media. We're on Instagram and TikTok at um hello pod. And if you are listening to us, but you'd rather be watching, you can go to patreon.com slash um hello. There's also going to be tons of bonus content, including bonus episodes and behind the scenes, like how I got my Snooky post. And last but not least, if you're a brand or you just want to give us money, send us an email, a professional email at umhellopod at gmail.com. All right, let's get back to the show already. Okay. Um, hello? Um, hello? We're back. We're back, and we woke up. It's the next day, and Sam and Ron didn't go out the night before, so they're, like, up early, up in Adam. They're like, let's take the car. Let's go do some things. They're going to church. I don't know why that was so funny to me, the idea of Ron and Sam in the Jersey Shore house getting up and going, let's go to church this morning. <laughs> what the fuck? And the house is annoyed because they're like, okay, that's great that you went to run your little errands, but you took the car that like we would all be able to fit in. Right. Well, I don't know. They say they took the only car, but then they didn't because they went. I think like... there's, so there are two cars, but I think because there's eight people. So they were saying like, yeah, we have a car, but we don't all comfortably fit into that one car. We need two. Uh -huh. and, ju and just Ron and Sam took a whole SUV. I mean, definitely is like creating more and more tension between them and everybody else because they're like. It's one thing if you're going to do your own thing, but it's another thing if you're going to go out of your way to, like, make it harder for everybody else, like, with the rooms right. and the cars. It's like, come on, you guys. 
and that's the thing it's not i don't think it's malicious they're just very unaware of like they're just so in their own world they're very unaware of how they're affecting the roommates for sure speaking of it's now sunday dinner and sunday dinner is a big deal to italians to guidos to jersey shore castmates it's Dean. It's actually Dina's first Sunday dinner, so that's yeah. a, that's what's nice. Is it's like, woohoo, Dina, you're part of the fam. She helps Mike make dinner, and he seems to have approved. It, it seemed like it, right? Yeah, like they they, they were playing funny music because she was sort of like, uh, ooh, like dropping stuff. But I think she did a good job overall. I feel it looks like it. I think if she didn't do a good job, he would have talked more shit in the confessional. Yeah. So I, I think that he gave her at least like, a, you can help again next time, and. So Sam and Ron have been out all day and they just like this does make sense to me if it wasn't a Sunday that they were just out all day and they were like, oh, let's just hop to this beach bar, grab some dinner because they're doing their own thing anyway. But like it's Sunday and Polly specifically is pretty upset that they missed Sunday hmm. dinner. He's not happy about it. I mean, they should have assumed this is season three. Sunday dinner has been a tradition since the beginning of time with them. And this was the you first time they just they were didn't realize it was Sunday, though. Like, what if they didn't even like they don't have clocks or times or watches? Like, did they just forget it was Sunday? Do you think? I don't think they missed on purpose. Yeah, I think they just didn't think about it. But that's it. They're just so inconsiderate. They're just so in their own world. They're not. They're not clicked into the house at all. Which is, and people are starting yeah. to realize that now, and it's annoying them for sure. <laughs> Wait, I love what shirt you're wearing right now because when they finally do return. Sammy's oh, yeah. holding this gigantic, like, stuffed banana from the boardwalk. And Dina's like, she has a banana I wanted. And I just thought that was so relatable because you always see the good prizes at the boardwalk. And then when someone else has it, you're like, fuck, I wanted that prize. Well, that banana was almost a character because a little bit later, Polly was like, you think you could just walk in here with a banana and everything's okay? <laughs> <laughs> that was, and everything's all peaches. The reason, oh, that's, oh, that's right. It was funny, but the reason we brought was, that up is because. My shirt has bananas on it, so you should subscribe it does. on Patreon so you can see this shirt is Both bananas. of our relevant shirts. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. How It was an accident on my behalf, but totally. No, that was a beautiful accident. I love it. Uh, so Polly tries to, like, playfully call them out on it, like, you miss Sunday dinner. Like, what's going on? But they don't care. And Dina's like, this girl's like furniture. Like, Sam just sits there and well, doesn't talk. Because Polly said you miss Sunday dinner and Sam specifically says, I don't care. She doesn't. I, I don't think she does care, but I don't think it's because she's I think it's she doesn't care because she's just on defense mode. And she's like, if I care, I give everybody power like I can't. And this is a moment where I, I'm starting to realize that even though she is a little more comfortable with the guys versus the girls, I don't think she likes the guys all that much either. I think she really is it, against everyone in the house or she feels like everyone is separate from her even the guys like she really feels alone yeah and tensions just building and building and it continues after dinner they go to the t-shirt shop to get their schedules and there's more tension there because they write like a house schedule down and i guess the probably what they were going to do is just have it on the fridge but like sam and ron go out of their way to like write their own schedule and you can see like nicole's kind of like Oh, I guess mine's not good enough. Like there, it's just the tension is just brewing, brewing. It's so uncomfortable. But yeah, um, the t-shirt shop is so second secondary at this point. Like it's just not even what they're there to do. But but ever since I mentioned, everything's like so awkward. And what's really interesting here is that Dina is kind of like 
so something must have happened in Miami for everything to be like this bad. And they're all kind of like, yeah, which again, that makes me think at this point where they're getting their schedules and getting to the t-shirt shop, they still haven't watched season two. Christina's no. like, oh yeah, it must've been pretty bad. Right. Well, that's the thing is like, Dina doesn't know about the note yet. Like, or maybe they told her, but I, Dina doesn't know. There's so like much common stuff knowledge, she's missing, which makes sense. As to why she's kind of a bit oblivious in the first season, I mean, in the first couple episodes. Yeah. Because she knows there's tension, but she doesn't know the extent of it. Um, and they're all talking, they're all kind of sitting on the deck talking about how awkward things are with Sam, Sam and Ron and how they're kind of isolating themselves. And I think this is interesting. Snooki starts to say, like, oh, me and Jenny, we care about Sam, but, and then Jenny interrupts her and goes, no, no, I don't care. I don't care at all. Which I thought was interesting. Which I think both of those things are true. Like, I think that Snooki's the kind of friend who's like, I care about you no matter what. And even though things aren't like good right now, what I still want is like the best for you. I don't think JWoww like doesn't feel that way. But I think what's more front of mind for her is like, you don't want my help. You've made it very clear. You did us all dirty. You made us all look stupid. We tried to help you. And if you don't want our help, fine. I don't care. So like, I don't think she like really literally doesn't give a fuck about Sam. But I think at this point, she's like, you've given me no reason to continue to care. So I'm not going to put in the effort that Snooki's willing to put in, which I'm a very like, if you've done me dirty once, you're going to do it again. So I'm not trying to like reconvene with everybody either. But I have friends who are like more kumbaya than that. And then I'll like remind them what happened. And they're like, oh, wow, you remember everything, don't you? And I'm like, yeah, I fucking do. Don't forget the stupid shit that people do to you. Like, I don't know. Nookie is kind of that girl. Like, she'll put it aside because she just wants everyone to get along. Um, and yeah. there's even a moment after Jenny says, like, I don't care. Snooki is like, well, I'm just sympathetic because it to me, it's very important to have girlfriends. And Sam has no girlfriends. Like, she, all she has is Ron, which is not a good place to be. You don't want to have the only person in your life be your boyfriend. Snooki and JWoww are both good friends in different ways. And for Snooki, it's that, like, she doesn't give up on people. She really does care. For JWoww, it's that she'll come in and beat someone's ass for you. And that's two beautiful sides of a great friendship. But, like, it does show a lot on Snooki's character, on, like, Nicole, I should say. On, it does say a lot on Nicole's character that after everything that's happened, she's still, like, I do want Sam to have, yeah, female friendships and, like, a good understanding of, like, you have girls you can go to. I don't know. It's just... It seems to me, like, Snooki or Nicole... Since it's an earnest moment, you're right. She is aware of kind of what we're saying that even though Sam is acting in a way that's obnoxious, she understands how, what circumstances led to that. And kind of, it's like, yeah. I don't know, maybe I'd feel the same if I was in Sam's shoes. It's hard to like go through what she went through and then just get back to being besties with everybody. Well, quick pin on the Sam and Ron drama. Um, back to the t shirt shop because it's Dina's first shift. And she kills it with the customers. I think she's like, yeah, I would totally wear that. I would wear that and you should buy this. Like, she's killing it. Yeah, she's a natural. And I think she said at some point that she was a server. So she's she's familiar with customer service. Maybe not yeah. sales, but she knows she knows the deal. Vinny is also doing well. Situation is kind of like lost his interest. Because you remember, he used to be quite the salesman in season one. Um, I don't know. He doesn't really care that much in this season. He just wants to go get food, which is also on brand for 
situation. Well, and this is where you could tell with uh, Danny, the boss, that the vibe is a little different because in season one, like when Angelina wouldn't work, they kicked her off the show. But now on this one, like Mike is running around getting breakfast and then he gets back and he's behind the counter, just just chilling, eating. He's going to finish his meal before he starts working. And Danny's just like, are you going to finish that? Get back to work. Like he's not. He's not mad Danny says all. something like "Are everyone else has already hit their sales quota for the day. And I'm like, are you holding them to sales quotas? I don't. Like, think, are you? I, I think this is a point where the work actually stops mattering. And it's, yeah. it's just kind of for show. Because like Danny used to get really mad and like threaten to kick people out. And now he's just doesn't give a fuck because like he's getting paid. Who cares? <laughs> interesting well everything does kind of go okay and then they go back after they're done their shift to go you know shenanigan i kind of love that dina always is like let's play we're gonna play like i think that's kind of cute so she goes to play and they're on the roof this is just a funny moment but they're on the roof with um a kickball and they kick it onto the other roof and Vinny has to like build this whole contraption to help them get it and I hadn't really noticed the other roof before and it made me realize how kind of honestly it's iconic. It's legendary. We love the Jersey shore house, but a lot of the whole atmosphere is it's kind of ugly. It's kind of it's ugly. A little dingy. Yeah. The other roof that's right next to their little patio thing is like, it's covered in like layers of dirt. It's like sand up there. It's like filthy and kind of gross. Yeah, I hadn't noticed that before. It's a little dingy. That's for sure. Well, yeah, that was cute. They got, and they got their ball back in the end. Yep. Well, let's take a little break and then we will go through the rest. All right. We'll be back. Welcome to Sapphic Survival Guide. My name is Cheyenne. I'm Gina. Class is now in session. How do you define queer style? How do you communicate that you don't want to you all at all? It is literally <laughs> every queer woman I meet hate Geminis. How do I deal with the most devastating breakup I've ever been through? Sapphic Survival Guide. We're happy to be queer to answer your questions. Um, hello? Um, hello. Um, hello. We're back. We are back and magically it's nighttime again, sort of evening. I don't know. The editing on the show is still all over the place. So all over the place, but you know what? Who cares? And so they're getting ready to go out. They're making plans and Ron and Mike find themselves outside on the balcony together, having a little like serious convo kind of. Yeah. This is the first time I think that the guys have confronted or any other guys have confronted Ron over his behavior with Sam and Mike just kind of says straight up, like you're, you're not one of the boys right now. Like you're not, you're isolating yourself. Yeah. And I don't like, it's, it's awkward. Cause like Sam can hear it. And to be fair, I still feel bad. I do feel bad for Sam because it's like Ron made her life hell. And now that they're kind of okay, all the guys are like, Sam's kind of holding you back, man. Like you were kind of fun before. And now you're like, mm. she can't catch a break. You know what I mean? Right. Kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. Yeah. I'll give her credit because they are like going to go to the boardwalk and she's like gung ho to go. And I, I feel like part of this is because she's just sick of doing nothing. Yeah. But I'm like, listen, at least they're going to do something as a family. Like they all end up going to the boardwalk. Well, she does. I will. She does say that she would have preferred to go just the two of them, but that if he wants to go with the whole house, that she's like willing. I mean, she goes. She doesn't have like the best time. Everybody else seems to be having a good time, but. It's definitely a little awkward. Like, she doesn't really want to go on the rides. She doesn't really want to participate too much. But, like, I'll give her credit. She's there. 
she is kind of making a little bit of a show of it though because like everybody else is running around getting on rides and she's just kind of standing there pouting the whole time i feel like she feels really awkward and then the the boys are starting to like pull ron back in so he's kind of like running off with them doing stuff with them and i think this is when she starts to feel really alone and Mm -hmm. i'm wondering what we're not seeing behind the scenes like at this point is she going to the producers being like this sucks i hate everything and like there's stuff that like i don't know like i I feel like at this point, somewhere right after the boardwalk, I think is when they showed her the Miami stuff. Because mm. I don't know if the boardwalk is what triggered it, but like maybe that's when she started to feel not as connected to Ron. And, she, and the producers were like, do you want to see what, what is about to air? Like you deserve to see it. Because right after the boardwalk is when things feel really different between Sam and Ron. And I remember watching this the first time and being like, what happened? You know what I mean? And I'm like, all of a sudden vibes are off and I never understood why without the background tea. Yeah, well, because it does happen kind of quick. They're at the boardwalk and she's sort of pouting and Ron is trying to have fun. And then right at the end of the boardwalk, she starts kind of confronting him a little bit like, I just want to talk, but you won't talk to me. You, you want to leave. You want to, you know what I mean? She's kind of doing that. Right. And he's very like, just stop it. And so when they go back to the house, they do have sort of a, I wouldn't call it an argument, but it's a tense conversation. And it's the first time so far this season that they address Miami directly. So I'm wondering if that's even the same night as the boardwalk or if the boardwalk mm. night happened, they went to bed and then the next day they had to do like, the reunion maybe or film like other stuff and it was it was like a down like an off day or something mm-hmm. and i'm wondering if that's when sammy watched all the footage and then it's because it's it is like evening nighttime again and she looks like she's been crying for hours like her eyes are puffy mm-hmm. and so if if we're watching this as a viewer They've come back from the boardwalk and all of a sudden she's just been crying like nothing at the boardwalk really happened for her to be like this upset. But what I think happened is like, yeah, I think the boardwalk ended. All this other stuff got shown to her. And now it's like the next full on next day. And she's been crying all fucking day because Mm -hmm. when they're sitting there and Ron's like, what's wrong, Miami? Like, I feel like Mm -hmm. he couldn't say, is it because you've watched Miami? But maybe their clue to us was how they like kind of did that montage of Miami. So it's like, here, viewers, here's your refresher of like what happened, Mm. because it does feel like all of a sudden Miami's a thing. And and I even said last episode, like all of a sudden you can just like tell that she she knows. And I feel like this is the point where she knows. So like, I don't know for sure that that's what happened but like why else would they be randomly fighting about miami because their fight on the boardwalk was like you don't have my back you're not paying attention to me but right. this fight is like how could you do that to me i'd rather you've not come back into my bed and now all of a sudden she's got all this info that she'd never brought up before that's a good theory and it does sort of come out of nowhere because they don't even allude to it before sammy really never brings up miami up until this point and then all of a sudden she's just like Miami um yeah so I think you're that, that might I, that's a really great theory and I'm hoping that I'm really excited about the Dina and Snooki podcast because I'm hoping that um their podcast will give us more insight into the timeline because that's the only thing the timeline gets all skewed so I would love to know when 
they got to watch the season because I think they all did. It wasn't just Sam. Like, I think they all got to see it. And I want you said something about reunion. I wonder if they did the reunion because on family reunion, they break the fourth wall a lot more and they like talk yes, about. Re- and so I was watching the first episode of season seven. And in the first episode, and uh, the first episode of season seven, they do the reunion for season six. Right. So I'm wondering if it was a similar vibe back in the old days where they would do the reunion in the middle of a new season. And if that's the case, they'd have to let them see clips. It even more would make sense if, especially because when we talked about the reunion last season, Sammy, like, remember we were talking about how Jalissa was like, you have a funny way of showing that you were mad at Ron and not the girl, Sammy. And I feel like, I feel like they filmed the reunion before Sammy watched the tapes, but she watched the reunion and was kind of like, I think she went to the producers being like, something's off. What the fuck happened? You have to show me this footage. And they were like, all right, it's airing now. We might as well show you. And that would make sense because I don't watching the reunion. I couldn't really gauge whether or not she had seen it. And then watching this episode in season three, I'm like, she's seen it because she's specifically saying like, he's like, at least I always came back to you. And she's like, after what you did, I would have rather you not come back to me. And like, right. I, she didn't have the knowledge prior to this fight so like maybe it was like that day off that i mentioned that like seems like they had maybe that was reunion filming day and then she was like you have to let me watch the footage and now here we are back with the cameras back on because her eyes like you that wasn't like i just got back from the boardwalk and started crying eyes that's like i've been crying for hours and my my face is sore eyes because you are right the energy shifted and the whole conversation changed I just wonder, though, what do you think she thought before she saw the footage then? Like, she knew she was cheated on, right? Or did she think the girls were lying? Like, what what did she think? I think she thought that it wasn't as bad as it was. Mm. Or, like, the things that they wrote about in the note was, like, when they were on a break or, like, weren't together. Like, I think that Ron had found all the loopholes in the world until, like, cameras don't lie, you know? So... I'll bet, it, and she actually brings it up, so I'm probably right, but I think the thing that would hit the hardest would be to see him do all that and then go straight home and crawl into bed with her. That's horrifying. And brag about it. Right. And not, and like, right. it's, it's, it's so, uh, you're so aware of the douchebag you're being. Like, he was right. even like, and I'm going to go in bed with her. Ha, 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 ha. Like, it was a joke to him. I hate it. It's That's gross. almost like, where that behavior, how do you forgive that? To come, to, I wouldn't because you're right. I, I'm glad you just said that because I had forgotten about that. But you're right. He got home and was telling the guys in the house, Oh, yeah, I was just doing this and that. And I'm about to get into bed with Sam. She doesn't even know. I forgot about that. That's horrible. Yeah. Horrible. That, horrible I think horrible. that's the worst part of it. If you're going to break up with her and then go be a douche in Miami and like, you know, go kiss a bunch of girls or whatever, that's fine. But then to come, keep coming back to her and being like, I'm sorry. I love you. I'm sorry. I love you. You know, I always end up in the, you know, with you at the end of the night. It's like, that's not the right answer, homie. It's what? Well, and in this moment, while they're having this discussion, Ron does what Ron does, which is he kind of fakes like he's sympathetic at first. And he yeah. gives like a half-assed apology or like an I understand you. And when she doesn't immediately like, okay, so no problem. He gets mm-hmm. mad at her as if she did something wrong for being mad at him. And it's not as bad as it gotten or will get. You know, this isn't a full-blown fight fight. But I just yeah. hate that behavior of like, if you don't accept my apology, well, then you're an asshole. No, you're you're still the asshole. 
but now they're in the same room so they can just keep fighting until they fucking fall asleep and that is it's going to be a fucking disaster and i know i know it's coming but it's not going to be good i only i am looking forward to like them like the girls reconciling and like i know some of that's coming too so stick around with us for the rest of the season it's going to be a good one Okay, let's end this one on our fun cookie quote. Dina is again around, but it's actually it's it's uh, about Vinny and Snooki. So this is back when they were playing with the kickball. It went onto the under roof. And this is while Vinny is attempting to make this long contraption to get the ball back and to make the contraption. They're pushing different things into each other to make like a long rope. And that involves putting a broom inside a tube. I think it's inside a beer bong, actually. I think it's a beer bong tube funnel thing. Yeah. Do you want to be Vinny or Dina? I Dina this time. That means I'm Vinny. All right. It's not going to hold. Squish it in, Nick. Make it fit. Anything could fit. Me and Snooki know that's not always true. Maybe if we lick it before we stick it. She got it. Wow, that worked. That's what we should have done. <laughs> Put on and scene. I love that it's like this running joke that Vinny was like too big to fuck Snooki. Like, <laughs> it's so funny. She's so small, though. I feel like, is it like, I bet he's, I wonder if it's just average and she just, although there was a Magnum rapper in that one episode. So maybe. Oh my he, God, the T. Really... <laughs> well, I think I that's will... it for this one. I agree. So, um, goodbye. Um, goodbye. No, I'm um, goodbye. This is the end. Um, goodbye. Bye. If you want more of the podcast, you can follow us on any social media at um, hello pod. We also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash umhello. We've got a video feed there so you can see our beautiful faces while we recap Jersey Shore. And we've also got a little bit of behind the scenes bonus content for you. And you can find me anywhere online at The Libregina, including my website, thelibregina.com. And you can find me online on TikTok and Instagram at angel.iconic.music. Thanks for listening. Bye. 